0: While often mocked and misunderstood, mental health is more important than we can possibly imagine. Understanding the intricate human mind and all its mysteries is a meticulous undertaking. Even though numerous advancements have been made, we still have a long way to go. We'll make sense of mental health with my mom on this week's episode of F... Why, ah, uh, welcome to For Your Info, Inglés, you, you got it. Hello, 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 my amigos, and welcome to a very exciting episode, exciting because she is back by popular demand as we say in English, you guys asked and you shall receive. You said that you loved the episode on family so much with my mom that I decided to put her to work here in Madrid and she's in the studio with me again. And what a pleasure to have her here with us. Ladies and gentlemen, a nice warm welcome to my mom, Linda Alonso.
1: Hello.
0: Hi, Alberto. Hi. How are
1: you, Mom? Welcome back. Thank you. I love being here. This is
0: so much fun. It's a pleasure to have you back on the show. I can't believe it myself. Uh, You know, uh, people asked, they were saying, hey, you got to get your mom on the show, not just here on FYI with my FYIers, as I call them, but also with my show with no namers. So as I said before, back by popular demand they really enjoyed your participation last time and so did i so welcome back
1: and i enjoyed participating last time too as well
0: well it's wonderful to have you here on board mom well let's let's take a look at the intro before we get into to anything we'll start from square one as we say and I, I usually like to put a lot of great vocabulary in the intro on purpose as you know i'm always looking for adjectives And let's take a look, and then I want to find out more about you. Now, I know a lot about you, but maybe our listeners don't. And that'll tell us a little bit why you're here to tell us about mental health and why you're qualified to at least give us information that maybe some of us aren't aware of. And to be aware of something is estar consciente. So I started, Mom, by saying, while often mocked, What does it mean to mock something?
1: To mock means to make fun of.
0: Absolutely, to mock, to make fun of. And misunderstood, I think everybody gets that Mm -hmm. one, right? Not understood well, mental health, in Spanish, do you know how to say that, Mom? Uh, salud de bienestar. Or uh, salud mental, we oh, can okay. say as well. Mental health is more important than we can possibly imagine. Understanding the intricate, and that's a good adjective. Remember, we don't pronounce it intricate, mm-hmm. so you know intricate. Mm-hmm. What does that mean?
1: Um, very complicated, very complex, like the most uh, advanced computer
0: absolutely mm-hmm. there you go, mom you could be a good teacher <laughs> you're not only a clear communicator but you're also a wonderful teacher as well and then i said it's mysteries careful students a lot of my students spell this word with an i mm-hmm. instead of a y and i know why because in spanish they write misterio mm-hmm. with an i but in english guys remember it's with a y and then I said it's a meticulous undertaking. What about that adjective, Mom, meticulous?
1: Um, You have to be uh, cautious on every step you know it's um you have to look at each aspect of it in with like a um
0: a microscope a microscope
1: yes sure, that's the sure. word i was
0: thinking of great great now, don't worry i got you. Yeah, i was reading your mind there <laughs> uh speaking of the mind um and an undertaking is a, a duty a chore mm-hmm. something that we have to carry out mm-hmm. right to undertake and then i said even though numerous advancements breakthroughs advancements have been made and we're going to talk about the history and and all those advancements a little bit later on then i said the expression we have a long way to go what does that mean to somebody who's not native because we have a long way to go
1: we're not nearly done with understanding the human mind and mental illness um
0: to fully comprehend it. I think in Spanish, it's pretty similar. Nos queda mucho camino por delante. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a, so I love putting these two expressions together. We've come a long way, Mm -hmm. but we have a long way to go. Means you're still on the journey. You're still on the, and aren't we all? Absolutely. Aren't we all really a work in progress? Mm -hmm. And then I said, we're gonna make sense of mental health on this episode. And before we start, my mother and I are gonna joke around, why? Because that's how some people have their their defense mechanisms. And my mother and I, I know that because I know you very well, Mom, and I'm Correct me if I'm wrong, but our sense of humor is part of our coping mechanism. It's one of the wellness
1: tools, yes. (laughs) Sure.
0: Your sense of humor. To cope is a great word. To cope is to deal with something, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's a coping mechanism. So we will joke on the episode, and we're going to look at uh, you know, adjectives, uh, different ways to say the word crazy, and we'll talk about the stigma behind it as well. But I want to start with a little disclaimer. And just tell people what we are talking about today is a very, very serious topic. Yes. Um, It shouldn't be taken lightly if you or anyone you know is going through a difficult time. And believe me, in these days that we're living in, it's believable and understandable. There's always help. Yes, there is. There's always help. Whether you're in in an emergency situation where you feel like there's no way out, Mm -hmm. you can get emergency help. Obviously, in every country, it's different. But even if you're just down in the dumps, you're not feeling well, Uh, especially I know in Spain, there are mental health facilities and you could get free help so this is uh gonna we're gonna try and keep it light but this is no laughing matter it's a very serious very serious matter so again if you or anyone you know has any symptoms or just you know we all have bad days let's put it that way Mm -hmm. but if those bad days are more than the good days that's when sometimes we should maybe just uh, talk to someone Mm -hmm. sometimes just talking to someone which in english has a double meaning doesn't it mom because right now I'm talking to you, but does what if what if I say you should talk to someone about that? They
1: mean it in a more professional way, counseling, professional counseling.
0: So depending on the context, mm-hmm. to talk to someone could be have a conversation or, or see or a psychiatrist. It could just be
1: going to the to the grocery store and asking the clerk where the milk is.
0: <laughs> right, but uh, it also could mean seeing a psychiatrist right. or a shrink, which is another way mm-hmm. to say that. Which used to have a lot more of a stigma, and it's been now normalized due to The Sopranos, Mm -hmm. shows like this where they're seeing that many people in all different walks of life um, need therapy or, you know, need just a little help. Have sought some type of mental health treatment. Yes. And that's a great word. Have sought comes from the word to seek. Buscar. All right. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself and why you know so much about this topic.
1: Well, I um, did my training. I have a master's degree in social work Mm -hmm. um, from Fordham University in New York City, and a license to practice clinical social work in the state where I live in New Jersey. And I have been working for many years in the field of mental health. I've been at my last position. I'm currently working at a medical center in an outpatient department for adults with both mental illness and some type of addiction. And what does outpatient
0: mean exactly? Because uh, I've
1: heard the word, but I, I'm not
0: an the expert. The clients either.
1: who come to our program do not sleep there. They, okay. they come in for their appointments either to see our psychiatrist mm-hmm. who prescribes their medication, they may come in to see the nurse who uh, gives injections to those who need the injections. Mm-hmm or they come in for counseling uh with me and my coworker for individual or and or group counseling so they're coming in for their appointments at the pre- prescribed time and then going home or doing whatever else they have to do. They
0: don't sleep there. And is the opposite called inpatient?
1: The opposite is called inpatient. Okay, so
0: excuse my ignorance. I've heard the words, but again, you're the pro here, not me. That's why I've recruited you.
1: Inpatient um, is when a person is in need of a psychiatric hospitalization during a mental health crisis and is in a hospital for usually a short period of time. In our hospital, I would say the average length of of stay there uh, is about a week or a little bit less right and if uh if a patient needs a longer period of time
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh they're transferred from our hospital to a
0: longer term hospital and and this inpatient and outpatient is not just used in psych uh, you know with psychiatric patients am mm-hmm. I right it's used oh, yeah in mm-hmm. normal normal medicine what, whatever you want to call it but it's used in i know if you're if you go for an uh, an operation inpatient means you go home the same day, right? Uh,
1: no, in no, that would be called same day surgery.
0: Oh my, see,
1: <laughs> if you have an operation that you go home the same night, that same day surgery. And if you need to be there at least overnight, then you're inpatient in that hospital. So
0: inpatient means you're spending the night at the hospital. Mm -hmm. But the program that I'm affiliated with is outpatient. Out, okay, well, hey, we just cleared up at least a doubt that I had along the way. Now we're gonna get into what you do exactly and how you help people on a daily basis. But what made you choose this career path? Did you just wake up one morning and say, I want to be a social worker. I want to work with people who are having problems, dependency problems, uh, psychological problems. I mean, that, this, is a, this is a calling. You know, It's not like I want to be an astronaut or something. What made you decide well, that?
1: Well, I've always been um, uh, engaged with people. I have a very outgoing personality. And I saw many years ago, my late father was a very uh, well-loved pharmacist. And I used to help him out uh, at times in the weekends at the drugstore. And people would come to him for advice. Now, again, he was a pharmacist, and his training was very different. But I saw the respect that, um, that they had for him. And for me, I knew pharmacy was not going to be a career that I could pursue. But I chose social work, where I would be able to meet with people and help people in a slightly different way than he did.
0: But I think many people in our family your brother's a cardiologist your cousins are pharmacists everybody in our family it seems or most of us uh seem to work in a field where they're helping humanity well, helping my, my
1: sister is also an msw master in social work her job is very different she works with dying people hospice. in hospice see i knew that one mm-hmm. hospice i think
0: they say palliativos. Mm-hmm. In Spanish.
1: So we have the same degree, but she does very different work than than I'm doing.
0: So a social worker really can have many different duties, many different... Depending
1: uh, on the, the place, the agency that they're working, absolutely.
0: And I thought, why not, since you just mentioned Grandpa, we gave him a shout out, and I'm named after him. That's right. Why don't we dedicate this episode to him? That's wonderful. You want to do that? We can dedicate this episode because he was definitely, he would have gotten right behind that microphone just like you. Mm -hmm. In fact, that's why, guys, let me explain something. I told my mom the other day, Do you want to do an episode? I thought we could do one on mental health. I even pitched it to my patrons and they loved the idea. And then my mother and I had a little brainstorming session, right? On Mm -hmm. the sofa, I think it was. Pretty informal, pretty casual. And uh we just came up with a few talking points, and my mom came back with how many pages of notes do you have? four pages. So that is what we call being thorough, <laughs> being very, very thorough, Mom, doing your homework. So I thank you for putting that, that TLC, that tender, loving care. And I think, again, Grandpa would have done the same thing. He so would we'll have done the same it. thing, yes. We'll
1: dedicate it to... Alberto Lembo,
0: the and, late Alberto Lembo. And we don't have to even dedicate it to him because he's already got streets dedicated to yes, him. Yes, he does. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, it, it's no secret that Grandpa was somebody who was benevolent, who helped people mm-hmm. in the community, and he believed that you know cuz grandpa i always tell the story he's rags to riches is somebody who came as an immigrant with not a lot well, of money well his parents were immigrants yeah well that's what, mm-hmm, but he yeah. was, who does he, who was he living with he was living with immigrants yes from italy <laughs> So they didn't come established. they had to make a name for themselves. They had to work every so, day. So he worked so hard. But then when he saw the fruits of his labor, mm-hmm. he realized that you know not only did he have to help people by filling prescriptions and, and you know doing a field uh, that, that I think benefits humanity, but also benefiting the community around him,
1: and people would come to him and bring their problems in kind of a similar way they bring to me. But again, he he did it in the context of being the the
0: neighborhood pharmacist. Yep. great, great. So, so what are some of your duties? I know you work in a really tough area. What the projects? Uh, projects. I work
1: in uh, in the the city where I was born, and both my parents were born, Patterson, New Jersey. It is about. Less than 15 miles west of New York City, and um, there are many levels of poverty. There is high addiction. At one time, it was the place that had um, more than enough work for people who came, but now there is not enough work for individuals who live there. Yeah, so,
0: At one time, Patterson was the heart of the Industrial Revolution. Correct me if I'm wrong.
1: That's where... Um, Mr. Alexander Hamilton um, founded the first planned industrial city in the United States. It's Patterson, New Jersey, where I was born and where I currently work.
0: Alexander Hamilton. That one. Sorry. <laughs> that one. <laughs> I had to do the musical theater reference. That and, one. <laughs> and that's something, that's something I got from you, too, that love of musical theater. It's incredible just because you, and I hate to say it, you risk your life, but it's true. You go into an area where there's a lot of poverty, there's a lot of addiction, mm-hmm. and that leads to violence. I mean, we all know. Yes. Yes. And um, and I have to be honest, I give you a lot of credit because not only are you working with people who a lot of people don't want to deal with, mm-hmm, right. but you're going to them. You're going into a neighborhood that most people would not voluntarily go into.
1: I feel very comfortable there, again, with the clients. Part of my job is building um, what they call a therapeutic relationship with the clients, understanding them. Listening to them, many people, most everyone needs to be listened to. And oftentimes individuals with mental health issues are not listened to.
0: Or they don't feel like someone cares. Or they don't feel someone
1: cares. So I am there. I do the best I can to understand, to help them make uh, better choices, Mm -hmm. uh, to help them um, set uh, and work on their goals in life, Mm -hmm. and to help them get the um, both... um, Co-occurring disorders treated their, their mental
0: illness and addiction. Great. And, and I imagine it's not an easy job. One thing that I know you do is you use your language skills.
1: At times, I don't have anyone at this point who only speaks Spanish. But uh, in Patterson, New Jersey, there is a very, very large Hispanic population. Mm-hmm. And in the past, we've had clients who only spoke Spanish. Um, so I had to use my Spanish not my English, uh, to speak to them. Um, our psychiatrist is um, from Cuba mm-hmm. and naturally is fully bilingual. So at times when clients are meeting with her, if they're for- feeling more comfortable speaking to her in Spanish, they can do that.
0: Wow. That's that's great, too, because that's another thing. Maybe somebody's living in a country where they, they haven't got a handle on the language right. yet. Mm-hmm. And why should they not be able to get men? I mean, we're all humans. What I always think about, you know, when we talk about war, when we talk about, you know, left versus right, up versus down, you know, I always think about, guys, there's one, there's many things. We're we're always looking at the differences, but there's so many things that we have in common. Yes, there are. We all get happy at Mm -hmm. times. Mm -hmm. We all get sad at times. We all have fears. We all have hopes. And if we think like that, then... I think we would treat people who had mental illness, because I think a big thing, as we said before, the stigma, people fear the unknown, what they don't know. They don't understand. Mm-hmm. But instead of you know um, casting these people out of society, like uh, as we'll talk about now in the history, mental health has changed tremendously. Oh, it has. They used yes. to give you a lobotomy if they thought you were just a little bit dangerous, mm-hmm. that's taking out... Part of your brain. So there have been some breakthroughs as well. But some of your other duties. So you talk to the clients. I do. Basically, guide them. I have
1: individual appointments oh. where people come in at their time. We have about 45 minutes working with them again on their goals. Some of their goals are to maybe um, uh, reduce the amount of time that they're just sleeping. Sometimes they're sleeping too much due to depression. Sure. Sometimes they're not sleeping enough. They may be um, isolating from friends and family. Mm -hmm. Uh, People are calling them and they're not picking up the phone. Uh, Many times they're not uh, taking care of their personal needs, bathing, paying their bills. So all aspects of their life are suffering if they are not being treated or not um, getting the right help they need.
0: As you say, too, like indirectly, they're they're crying out for help. Yes, they are. Right. The expression to cry out for help is you're begging. You're saying, please, somebody help me. This is why sometimes a, a kid's bad behavior as a child is them saying, help me. I'm going through frustration or some kind of interior thing because the mind as we said before is intricate. It's it's not it's not something we'll ever understand mm-hmm. fully. But it's the goal of people like yourself, psychiatrists, people in these this mental health Industry and profession, and before I called them clients, I used the wrong word—patients. Uh, obviously, yeah, no, they're,
1: they're, they're clients. Yeah, because again, I, I yeah. said
0: clients, but it sounds like some, you know, somebody who's going to purchase advertising. Off <laughs> yeah, of you. no,
1: but that's, you know, that's how we use it in the United States. I don't know.
0: So you help people put their the pieces of their lives back together, so they can kind of go back to living in society? We or? have
1: actually in our building uh, an, a program for individuals who um, some some individuals would like to go to work. So uh, we can refer them to a program that helps them to get the resume ready, helps them um, look for work. We also have a housing component in mm-hmm. our program, different levels of housing from a 24-hour supervised group home. hmm to um, what they call supportive housing, where a person has a visit from a from a counselor once a month. So, the issues for the mentally ill is not just the mental health; it's the other services around them, their housing,
0: sure. mm-hmm. finances. It reminds me. I mean, you're a, you're a Christian woman, and isn't there a biblical saying that give a man food and something like this, but teach him how to fish? And he can get his own, something like that. I know there's some kind of expression that says. I don't think
1: that was biblical, but yeah. There is an expression
0: like you giving someone the tools. Because if you just do it for them, they're back where they were.
1: Well, the the one thing that in my profession of social work, don't do something for a person that they can do by themselves. Mm -hmm. So you can help and guide them. But ultimately, the more they'll be able to be self-sufficient, the better they are.
0: Right, absolutely. So you're giving them the skills, the tools, the confidence. Mm -hmm. As you said, maybe they just somebody needs to help them, even if you don't have the answers, just them getting it out. I know sometimes when I say something aloud, Mm -hmm. even if no one's listening, I'm like, oh, so that's what's okay. Like, mm-hmm. for some reason, saying something aloud, getting it off your chest, great expression. Mm-hmm. Quitándotelo de encima is such an important thing. Let's look at some statistics, because I imagine there's some pretty alarming or well, uh, huge statistics. Well, I hope statistics. everybody
1: is uh, sitting down.
0: Or lying down, Or right? lying down. Because, uh, it, like, like in a psychiatrist on a couch, right? Well, they don't do that anymore.
1: <laughs> oh, no. When when people go see our psychiatrist or they come to see one of the, um, the the therapists, we sit in chairs.
0: Well, imagine, I imagine you would just keep coming back. You're like, it's an hour where I get to lie down and just talk no. about my problems. No, can, my, I, can I have a margarita, please?
1: No soup for you, and no lying down for you. No,
0: okay, so that, that's a, that's more from the, uh, the 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 cartoons, right?
1: But anyway, some of the the. Um, uh, statistics are 450 million people worldwide have some type of mental illness. Oh my goodness. And the estimation is between 76 and 85 percent of the people with mental illness worldwide receive no treatment at
0: all. And why is that? Is that because they don't know their mental? mentally Well, Ill, depending on the area
1: know. of the, the world, it might, uh, there are, you know, what are they going to eat? Where are they going to sleep is more sure needed.
0: The Maslow's so, hierarchy. Right.
1: right. So, and in some places that are more uh, developed, again, in, in, in uh, the United States, oftentimes we have clients who are in the program. They've been accepted. They can get the treatment and they, they stop coming. Sure. So um, we try to reach out to them by calls, by uh, by uh, letters, but if they do not want the help, we cannot force them to. So, but it's very, very high now. In one in four families, have at least one person in their family with mental illness. Did you know that, time?
0: You know what? It makes sense. I know everybody. One in one in
1: four families. So it's very, very prevalent. It's more common um, depression is more common in women than it is in men.
0: Okay. So there there are a bunch of statistics. I don't want to, you know, turn it into mm-hmm. a statistics right, but show but just, mm-hmm. it's it's I think it's almost like I feel like cancer, the word cancer. Mm-hmm. Who isn't affected by that word? Right. Well, Everyone the mental knows. health. Who isn't affected in some way mm-hmm. by that word, by that idea, by mm-hmm. a disorder? Trastorno in Spanish. The mm-hmm. word disorder let's look at some brief history Uh uh, just uh, defining some major moments i guess in the in this industry, uh, I hate to call it an industry in this field.
1: Well, again, um, many many years ago, um, you can imagine they had no idea that uh, mental various mental illnesses were brain disorders. So they were put in insane asylums. They were put in prisons. And we don't say insane asylum. That's what it, the term was back sure, then. They sure. were put in almshouses for the poor, and they were just treated like criminals. Sure, and that began to change in the early 1950s Mm -hmm. when the first psychiatric medication, uh, which was called Thorazine, was developed. Thorazine is an antipsychotic medication used in schizophrenia. And for the first time, there was treatment that could help change the chemicals of a person's brain.
0: Right. Not, you know, throw them into a hole Mm -hmm. in in solitary confinement Mm -hmm. and, you know, Cast them aside. right.
1: And then in the '60s, um, under President Kennedy, mm-hmm. uh, the reforms of putting community mental health centers was passed. So uh, there was, from that time on, more community services and less in the way of hospitals. So we've come a long way. We have many, many, <laughs> many more um, bridges to cross. But uh, at least it's not the almshouses and, and the uh, insane asylums. Lobotomies, everywhere. you know. Lobotomies, the, uh, no. Some of
0: these archaic treatments and right, centers. Right. I mean, you even see some of these old abandoned hospitals now, and you're like, this looks like a jail. This yes, that's what it was. This does not look like a place where somebody who's... Nobody got better. You know, your surroundings, we all know the importance of your surroundings. So mm-hmm. if you're surrounded by, you know, bars, you're going to think you're crazy. But if mm-hmm. you see trees in a pond, well, and, and you get the right treatment, that you talk to the right people. Mm-hmm. and So that's the good news. I think the good news is that there's treatment. And from those dark days where these people were even sometimes, you know locked away forever and they disappeared from society Their families
1: because... would stop visiting mm-hmm. again back before medications kind of forgot they were there or if they did not go into institutions they would kind of be locked away in the home and not uh, allowed out in the community or street it was very sad
0: sure sure before we get going uh, because what I thought we could do today tell me what you think about this because since we're dedicating it to grandpa I thought what would grandpa do And I thought maybe Grandpa would make the bonus part of the show free today for everybody. What do you think of that? Oh, he would love that. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. We're going to make the bonus part of the show free today. Now, the bonus part is usually just for my patrons. And these are my students on my online community, my mother being one of them. That's true. And if you guys want to find out more information, how to get bonus audio every week, how to get PDF, very useful PDF documents with all the vocabulary and classes with me, you can get more information at patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. And I'd like to send a shout out to all my patrons, especially my super duper students, Mara, Javier, Roberto, David. José María, Mila, Alex, Patricio, Edgar... And don't forget about my interstellar students, Isabel, Paco, Carmen, Diana, and your husband, Diego. <laughs> I knew you would get a kick out of that. Well, guys, in the bonus part, which is available to everybody, just stay tuned. I'll release it probably the day after, or definitely that next weekend when this comes out. So in the bonus part, we're going to look at some idiomatic expressions. We're going to look at some key vocals vocabulary, 10 things you should never say to someone who is suffering from mental illness. Plus, we'll look at famous people who suffer from mental illness and the future. And mom, I think we can wrap up with uh, some kind of advice. What advice would you give to someone who is down in the dumps or feeling like life is hopeless at the current moment? There's always hope. There's always hope. I love it. It's so succinct, but it's so true. There's always hope. Siempre hay esperanza. Oh, Mom, and you even said it in (laughs) Spanish. Well, I sure hope you guys will join us on the bonus part of today's FYI.